everybody this is diamond of faith also known as diamond destiny i am back with another episode and i'm so thankful to be on this podcast with bible pov so this episode is going to be about my fourth encounter with god so over the years of being a christian um i've had many encounters with god but this is one that I felt definitely needed to be spoke on as many Christians go through this. This episode is going to be about truly walking in power, walking in uh, the blessings that God has given me, seeing uh, the strength of being a part of the body of Christ, as well as living life to the fullest, because that's what our walk is about, right? So it all started um, when I was about 19. I had just started my second year of x-ray. I was going to Carolina's college. Um, I was pretty determined to get it done. I was like, I'm in this for the long run. This is what I'm doing. This is where God has placed me. I'm getting better at this. This is what I want to do. I was determined every day. Um, I had made plans to, after school, after I graduate, because I was going to graduate that year, do CT. If I don't do CT, do MRI. Do something after x-ray to kind of build up on my degree, build up on my knowledge, help me out so that I have more than one option. Because I've always been that way. Um, That was the way that I was taught growing up. Always have a backup plan, always have another option. And so... Around that summer, it was time for me to graduate. And, you know, like every other American, no one had saw the pandemic coming. But it happened. And I thank God that I was in my graduating year because I didn't have to stay in the hospitals. And that's where, you know, the disease was. Uh, But I had graduated at that time. But also, I had three jobs lined up. And so I had to go back to God and be like, is this what you really want me to do? I mean, you've led me here this far. I've been faithful. I've been working. I've been doing what I need to do, uh, making sure that, you know, I'm being safe with x-ray and uh, understanding how it all works. But at this time, it's really unsafe to be here, to be in the field, to be working. And I know some people have, you know, a debate going about that kind of thing. And, you know, some Christians say, Well, if God is with us, you know, uh, any weapon formed against us isn't going to prosper, right? And so there are other people who say, yeah, that's true, but also don't test God. And so I was more a part of that thinking. Well, that's true, but let's not test God. (laughs) In my mind, God is going to protect us, but we also have to do our side, our work, our part to make sure that we're also staying safe. Knowingly going toward danger isn't good. And so also just me being young and living with my parents, um, it really wasn't up to me. They told me, you know, if you do want to do x-ray, you do want to go to school and continue uh, your schooling, or if you want to work in that field, um, it's one of those things where it's up to you, but I don't want to get sick. I don't want you to bring that to me. And, you know, it's not a selfish thing to say that. It's sensible to say that. And, you know, I'm glad they told me that because it made me look at things a little bit differently, too. So not only am I asking God for his will, but he's also showing me, well, you can't be selfish. You live with people, especially with people who have different immune systems. 
and their immune systems weren't as strong as mine. So I chose to have faith in not knowing, in doing the smart thing and waiting. And so that's what I did. I did not go back to school for CT or MRI. I graduated and I took my degree and I celebrated it with everything that I had. <laughs> it was what it was and I walked away. Um, most people cannot say that. Uh, the idea of just walking away from something that you put so much time and energy to is just so unbelievable, but I didn't look at it that way. Um, I looked at it as God preparing me for something else. And so what did I do with my life? What was I doing after I graduated college? I had gone in six months. So from June to about December of that year. And uh, this is about when I was 21. I had gone for uh, six months and uh, just took a break. I took a break because after finishing college, there was just so much um, things on my mind, so many plans that I had, and just, they had been cut. They had been done away with, and I had to restart over, start back at step one. And so, uh, eventually, I was getting messages to get on social media, try that out, you know, spread the message of the gospel that way, connect with the body of Christ, since I wasn't going to church anymore, um, do something where you were truly connected to the body. And so I got on social media. Um, God was showing me, like, you can do this. You really have a heart for me from the work that I'm giving you. You can do it. That's all you need when you're working for God. Your heart has to be there in the right place. You have to be willing to do his work because people are not always going to give you that pat on the back that you may be looking for. You just know that you're doing right by the Holy Spirit, and that's it. And so around that time, it was maybe about February of the next year, 2021, I had really started my page, uh, the Diamond of Faith page. And, um, you know, it didn't take too long before it built up a good amount of followers. Um, I had went from, like, 22 followers to, like, 500 in only a few months and it was genuine follows and good engagement um, but during that time I was just sharing messages that God was sharing with me and um, really using those uh, eight past eight years that I've been walking with God to really shed light on what he's shown me to help other believers who are going through the same thing so rewinding that how did I encounter God well during that time from me being about 19 to 21 and and I mind you I was saved at about the age of 14 and so from the age of 19 to 21 this is me already being saved I encountered God by God giving me purpose I encountered God by God showing me that he loves me and that sounds so simple, doesn't it? <laughs> like, really? <laughs> yeah, that's how I encountered God. I had spent the first few years after being saved of wondering, what am I going to do? What's my purpose? What's my calling? But it was at that time uh, that I'm speaking on now where I finally found it. I finally found the thing that I feel God was calling me to. I like x-ray. 
Um, but I was never truly thinking that this is all my life was going to be. This is all that I was going to ever do. God was definitely calling me toward other things. And he was using x-ray to prepare me uh, for the world, to talk to people, to uh, build up social skills, to learn about his word and, you know, social conflicts within the community, just different things like that. And I studied. I used that time wisely. I was reading the Bible, praying, um, just learning and growing, being a student before I could be a teacher, right? And God was really building me up, and I'm so thankful that I was paying attention in that time because so many of those things that I learned then, I'm using now. Even sitting here and talking to you guys uh, as a social skill. <laughs> um, sitting in a room with a recorder, like, that's not something that anyone can just do. <laughs> and it sounds crazy, but it's true. Um, it's the fact that nothing in this world can compare to the joy of being in a relationship with God, a good, strong relationship with God. Um, I remember I ran across Ecclesiastes when I was studying, and I love that book because it's about the meaning of life. Why are we truly here, you know? And so I can relate a lot. You know, King Solomon was doing an experiment. If you haven't heard, you know, the story, I can go ahead and just share with you. Um, the experiment was, what do I find purpose in? What gives this life meaning? He was a king, so he could have whatever he want, whenever he wanted. Greatest foods, clothing, women, entertainment, anything he wanted, whenever he wanted. But none of them brought him joy. And I related to that. Um, not, you know, wanting women, but <laughs> I related to having uh, just about anything you set your mind on, but then still being empty at the end of the day. Um, growing up, I often got a lot of the things that I wanted to the point where I don't really want. Um, God gives me everything that I need, and I truly mean that. Um, there are times where I wanted something so bad, and I'm sure this has happened to you as well, where uh, for example, if you say, oh, I want this piano for Christmas, this keyboard for Christmas, this phone, this these shoes or whatever. And when you get it, yeah, you enjoy it for however long you have it. But at the same time, after you get it, you're like, oh, okay, well, that's it. <laughs> this is it. And it's not nearly as exciting as the wait for it, as the hype for it. And I had gone through that a lot in life. From a young age, God has blessed me with many different talents. I've learned to uh, play cards, and I'm so thankful I didn't get a gambling addiction because I was very good at it. Um, I had learned uh, to skateboard, longboard, um, rap, sing, play clarinet, piano, guitar. Um, anything that I set my mind to and I want to do, I went after. And it was cool, but... At the same time, it always left me empty. Like, okay, this is it. This is all there is to life. So going back to that story from King, from Ecclesiastes and King Solomon, um, he had that. He had the best of whatever he could imagine. And then at the end of the day, it always left him empty. And so he would always say, but life is a vapor, so what's the meaning? The only thing that brought him meaning was doing God's will, doing God's work. He would say that, you know, you can chase, uh, even if you were to chase hard work, people who value work, you know, you got to work to live, got to work to eat, those kind of things, got to make money. 
Well, at the end of the day, when we all pass on from this earth, you're going to end up giving those things to someone else. You're going to end up uh, uh, taking all that money that you spent and um, it's, it's gone. That money that you've made, you're giving it up to someone else. You're passing it down. Those items that you get, you know, they go wherever they go, but you can't take it with you. And so it, it really, life is what you make it. It's that temporary, you find happiness in what's in front of you, but true happiness, true meaning, things that last beyond uh, a life on earth, things that are eternal, things that don't die, it's, it's our relationship with God. It's our treasure in heaven, those things that we build up now. It's that fruit of the Spirit, love, peace, joy, kindness, those kind of things. That's the meaning of life. And so God was showing me that. I remember there was a point where I was so uh, down. I was so down about my life. And this is uh, around that time I was 19. And I remember just thinking, like, God, if this is all there is to life, me sitting here working, come home, you know, uh, do watch TV, do whatever I do, then get up and do it again the next day. And again, the next day and again, the next day might go on a trip here, might go there, might learn a new skill, might not, you know, that's not fun <laughs> for someone who can have anything that they want, anything that they desire. None of it can ever compare to having a good relationship with God. And so God was humbling me. God was bringing me into a new season where I was learning to enjoy simple things in life. So it's not about bigger is better. It's not about, you know, having this name brand. It's not about, well, I have this many things. It's about, but look at what God has created. But look at what God is doing. But look at how loving he is. Look at how he saves our souls. Look at those things. Help out a brother. Help out a sister in Christ. I have found so much joy in volunteering. I have found so much joy in helping my brothers and sisters in Christ. They're going through something and I pray for them. They're, uh, they are in need of understanding in a situation and I help them with that. Not saying that, you know, I'm just out here solving everybody's problems, but it's just the fact that I know I'm making a difference in someone else's life. That gives me a sense of happiness. And it's funny because you think when you are serving others, you know, why would that make you happy? But that actually is the way God made his people. There's a joy in helping others and doing something that isn't just for you. It's not selfish, but it's loving. There's a joy in helping someone else overcome a situation that you might have been struggling with as well, and you can tell them how you got out of it. Now, people are not always going to listen, but at least you know you did your part, right? I remember there was a Bible story that was speaking on that, just saying that if God gives you a message and you don't deliver the message and the war is lost because you didn't deliver that message, that's on you. And you have to live with that. You have to deal with whatever the consequences of that is. But flip the situation. If God gives you a message and you pass that message on, but the war is lost because they didn't listen, well, your hands are clean. You know you did your part. And yeah, they didn't listen, but you know that you're not guilty and that's on them and so that was you know where my thinking was uh it, it 
it's not about me. I was transitioning from that self, selfish, all about me kind of thinking to that selfless nature. And God was giving me joy. And he still continues to give me joy. Um, and I was growing. I was growing and I was really taking in the lessons that he was showing me. There were so many different areas of my life where I had no idea that I was that selfish. Um, even in my prayer, right? Like I spoke on previously, um, I would spend like 30 minutes praying for myself and like two minutes praying for everybody else. Like, oh my goodness. And it's not even that the things I was going through was that bad, right? We know God is a great God. He can do all things. This is the God of uh, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. This is a God who can do uh, anything, everything. You know, he sets his mind on. So it's no lack of faith in his ability. It's just a concentrated focus on me. And that was a problem. So God was breaking me out of that. Um, but during this time that I'm speaking on, I was more out of that selfish nature and more focused on, okay, what do I do now? I'm saved. Um, I, I, you know, am doing x-ray but there's more to life. And then so that's when God had really been working in me, showing me, okay, this is what I'd have you to do. This is the purpose that I have you set for at this time. This is what I'm calling you to do. And so in conclusion, the story with King Solomon um, in Ecclesiastes, the meaning to life is that relationship with God. Uh, in Genesis, God had originally placed people here to be uh, laborers of the earth. We maintain the earth, we keep it, you know, and those kind of things. And that was before Adam and Eve fell into sin and the earth was cursed. But, you know, still, even though God is a great God, he's a being who can do all things. He still wanted a relationship with us, with humans, people who are made from dust. And that's amazing. And literally that made me think we have such a power when we come to god in the fullness of christ uh there was a verse that stuck with me which john 10 10 and you know that was jesus just saying that um when we come to him we have life and life to the fullest and so for me, that was huge. I had gone from being able to get pretty much anything and everything that I wanted, but not being happy to, well, simple is better. I'm happy just sitting outside uh, uh, admiring what God has created, trees and, and uh, hills and, and mountains and rivers and things like that. And it's not that um, I'm settling. It's not that you know, I think differently. And so my situation has changed. It's more than that. It's that I'm letting the Holy Spirit fill me up. I'm letting the fullness of Christ fill me up. I have an understanding that his love is so great that I don't need those other things. Those other things are nice. Material things are nice. You know, the cherry on top, right? But if I don't have the foundation, which is God, if I don't have the understanding of the fullness of Christ first, then I'm never going to be happy. And so nothing compares to a life with Christ. Nothing that this world has to offer 
compares to a life with Christ. And that was what I realized. That was my encounter with God. It was putting myself aside and putting God first. It was seeking him. It was having a relationship with him. It was me setting my heart upon God that he would set my, my path straight. It was me going from a place where I thought I knew so much and, and from studying and, oh, well, God, I've been on this path for years. Why would you change it up now to I know nothing? I'm starting at square one, but I'm doing it the right way. It was God setting me correct and making sure that I would get all that he has for me, but I had to trust him to get there. And that was my encounter with God. This has been Diamond Destiny, also known as Diamond of Faith. And I thank you all for listening. Peace.